I'm Rev. Shannon Moore, and you're listening to the Simple Worship Podcast, recorded each week at University Christian Church in Fort Worth, Texas. Every Sunday at 9.30 a.m., we gather in the Chapel of the Good Shepherd to sing, take communion, and worship. If you'd like to join us, in person or virtually, please visit our website, universitychristian.org, for more details. The text we're about to get into comes from the Gospel of Matthew. Um, As I hear last week, Shannon got to talk about a different conversation that was happening between Jesus and some of the religious leaders of the day, um, the greatest commandment. And so that conversation had continued. And the end of that text, that passage, that chapter says, they didn't dare ask Jesus another question that day. They said, we're not going to mess with him anymore. Um, And so that's just kind of where we pick up uh, this conversation that Jesus is having to the crowds and to the religious leaders. So receive the good news according to Matthew, chapter 23, verses 1 to 12. Then Jesus said to the crowds and to his disciples, The scribes and the Pharisees sit on Moses' seat. Therefore, do whatever they teach you and follow it. But do not do as they do, for they do not practice what they teach. They tie up heavy burdens, hard to bear, and lay them on the shoulders of others. But they themselves are unwilling to lift a finger to move them. They do all their deeds to be seen by others, for they make their phylacteries broad and their fringes long. They love to have the place of honor at banquets and the best seats in the synagogues, and to be greeted with respect in the marketplaces, and to have people call them rabbi. But you are not to be called rabbi, for you have one teacher, and you all are students. And call no, one on, call no one your father on earth, for you have one father, the one that is in heaven. Nor are you to be called instructors, for you have the one instructor, the Messiah. The greatest among you will be your servant. All who exalt themselves will be humbled, and all who humble themselves will be exalted. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks, Thanks be to God. God. So what's this text about, and what does it mean for us today? Well, the header of this text says, Jesus denounces the scribes and Pharisees. So a lot of this text is about the scribes and Pharisees. Uh, There's some comparing Jesus is doing, talking about who is the teacher, who is your father, who is your Messiah, asking these kinds of questions. So let's talk about the scribes. The scribes were, we we hear these names, scribes and Pharisees, a lot in Scripture. Um, The scribes were those professionals, those experts, Uh, on the Torah, the first five books of the Bible, Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy. They knew those texts really, really well. They also knew how to interpret those texts and what they meant. So when you hear scribes, I think it's helpful to think of scholars. Everybody say scholars with me. Scholars. Scholars. So those are the scribes. Now the Pharisees, on the other hand, they were experts in knowing the texts but also understanding the theological matters that were behind them. Um, They knew more than just what it included, but they kind of figured out how to contextualize what was shared in the Torah to life today. Um, So they're more theologians. So now we're all going to say theologians. 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 So when you think Pharisees, think of theologians. Now we're going to take a little bit more of a deep dive into the Pharisees. So hang with me here. It, It matters. It's important. So the Pharisees, they had these outfits they'd wear. 
uh, it's been said they had up to like 18 different pieces of garments that they would wear if you had a full ensemble clothing. Um, these would include various clothing materials and depending on your status or your wealth, you might have a little bit more elaborate clothing, um, a little more ostentatious, draw more attention to yourself. And so you might be having some purple garments. Um, you might have a little more extra design on your pattern of your clothing. You also would have longer clothing um, that kind of drags down to the ground and is more elaborate. And so in verse 5, Jesus is talking about their fringes are long. Um, and this is the kind of thing he's pointing out is those Pharisees who had wealth, they had status, and they had long clothing that kind of drew more attention to themselves. Another part of their outfit that they would wear um, is this word phylacteries. It's kind of a really weird word, isn't it? Uh, there's not much in scripture that we hear about phylacteries. In fact, this is really the only place that that's named by itself. Um, so let's all say phylacteries together. One, two, three. <laughs> Phylacteries. Phylacteries. It's kind of a weird word. It's hard yeah. to say, too. I always feel like I'm going to trip it up as soon as I say it. I have trouble pronouncing words like that sometimes, Austin. Me, too. I'm, I'm with you, Eric. Uh, and so what were phylacteries? Phylacteries were these little boxes, maybe an inch or two wide by long, small little box, and inside this box was a roll of scripture, uh, multiple scriptures, some from Exodus, some from Numbers. Um, and these boxes were then placed on the Pharisees' forehead and on their arm. They did this because they were taking just that literal interpretation of Deuteronomy 6, verse 8, which it comes right after the Shema, and it says, Bind these words as a sign on your hand, fix them as an emblem on your forehead, and write them on the doorposts door of your house. Um, and so these Pharisees leaders, they said, let's do that. Let's take the scripture and bind it on our forehead and put it on our hand close to our heart. And so the phylactery, they would put one on their forehead, they would have some cording, they would wrap it around their head three times. And then they would also place uh, this, another phylactery close to their heart. Um, so it would always be close to the core of who they were, and they would wrap it around their arms seven times. This is just kind of an interesting part of what the religious leaders of Jesus' day, those Pharisees, those theologians, would have. They would always have this kind of presence as they walked around doing their everyday life. Um, this is how people would encounter them. These are the people Jesus often talked about. So I just did a deep dive into scribes and Pharisees. I don't know why, but what does that mean for us today? Why is that important? Um, that's the way of the Pharisees. That's the way of the scribes. To have that scripture close, to be following the law. One thing I forgot to mention about the Pharisees is they added laws in order to help contextualize those initial teachings from the Torah. Um, 613 laws that they needed to instruct their followers to follow so that they could be obedient to Yahweh. But what's Jesus' way? And why does he denounce these kind of ministry leaders? The way of Jesus is the way of God. Jesus shows us who God is and what God is like. The way of Jesus, it's not like the Pharisees. 
which means lots of different, there's lots of different things, but one of the differences I want to point out, especially from this text, is that Jesus is humble, and he's one who lives his teachings. He does what he preaches. He does what he teaches. He lives out his faith every day, and not just in the overt following scripture and keep it bound on your person. Scripture wasn't something that lived on his outside, it was something that lived on his inside, and that manifested itself in his actions. His ministry was different from the Pharisees. Uh, he was calling people to be servants, to be lowly, to be covert, under the radar. Jesus' ministry was one of service, of lowliness. And so to be a follower of Jesus in that time would have been different. It would have been radical. And I would say it's radical for us today as well. Where else in our culture do we see people striving for humility? Where in the world is it often you see people seeking lowliness and lack of status? Not many places. It's a unique way of witnessing to our identity as children of God, as followers of Jesus, as members and citizens of God's kingdom. This is one of Jesus' ways, is to be a servant, is to seek humility, not because we're less than others, but because this is Jesus' way of pointing out his other way, his countercultural way, his otherworldly way to live life in God's kingdom. Following in the way of Jesus leads to humility, in the heart of a servant. And that's what scripture has for us today. Thank you for listening to the Simple Worship Podcast. If you have any questions, please do not hesitate to reach out to us at universitychristian.org. If you like this sermon, please share it with others. Thanks again, and have a blessed week.